Let us pray. O holy God, our way, our truth, our life. We gather in the embrace of this sacred place with deep gratitude. We are grateful for this day. We are grateful for these graduates. And we are grateful for all those who gather here to celebrate them. O holy God, our feast, our joy, our light. You have given us minds to know you, hearts to love you, and voices to sing your praise. Fill us with your spirit that we may celebrate your glory and worship you in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Good morning. It is the day that the Lord has made. Grace and peace I bring you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. On behalf of the Board of Trustees, I bring greetings to all of you. A quick word about my sultry voice. I was diagnosed with a dysphonia that has compromised my vocal ability, but as my colleagues would say, it has not silenced my voice. <laughs> I invite you all to please not be distracted by it. It does not hurt. Friends, it is an honor and a privilege to be with all of our graduates here and with all the families. Given the past two years, we are especially delighted to be able to gather in person, incarnationally, if you will, in the University Chapel to offer our gratitude to God for the work of these graduates and to bless them on their future endeavors and ministries. I call your attention to your commencement program where you will find some special announcements from the Board of Trustees and the prize and award winners for this academic year. Please take a moment to review that list, to celebrate it. Well done to all those listed. And now a few items of logistical importance. The one that we're all familiar with, please silence your cell phones. Secondly, on photography, we invite you to please use no flash photography during this service and ceremony. And if you look on the aisles, you cannot come forward beyond the graduates where the graduates are seated. So please remain behind those signs during the ceremony, and please keep the center aisle clear throughout the entire time. We ask this as a courtesy to all those involved in the service and our guests. When the graduates, when you come forward, we invite you to feel free to take off your masks for the photograph when you conferred your degree. Following this graduation ceremony, it is our deepest hope and our plan to take a photo of all the graduates as you exit the chapel. So we ask that you please allow the graduates to process out before you leave your seats and to please keep the plaza clear until the whole group photo has been taken. And in the meantime, pray to God that the rain will hold off. Finally, as someone who has sat where you are seated now, and this request is a bit of a challenge, we ask that as a courtesy to all our graduates, that you hold your applause until all graduates in a degree program have received their diplomas. We really want to ensure that each graduate's name can be claimed and heard. And we will then all congratulate you all together. And I believe with that, 
I have welcomed you dutifully, and may God bless you all. Amen. The degree of Master of Arts in Christian Education and Formation with tracks in teaching, ministry with young people, and spiritual formation and mission is a professional degree for church educators or those who wish to serve in ministry with young people. It is conferred upon those who have successfully completed the studies in education or youth ministry and in certain of the theological disciplines as prescribed therefore in this seminary. Mr. President, on behalf of the faculty, I present to you candidates for the degree of Master of Arts in Christian Education and Formation, certifying that they possess the requisite academic credentials and have fulfilled all the requirements for admission thereto. Yun Kyung Kim in absentia. Mercy Tetsi Muazwi. Let us congratulate the graduates. The degree of Master of Arts Theological Studies represents foundational understanding of the disciplines of theological scholarship as appropriate for ministry in the church, together with specialized study in one or more fields of that scholarship. It is conferred upon those who have successfully completed the course of study prescribed, therefore, in this seminary. Mr. President, on behalf of the faculty, I present to you these candidates for the degree of Master of Arts Theological Studies, certifying that they possess the requisite academic credentials and have fulfilled all of the requirements for admission thereto. By virtue of the authority granted to this School of Theology by the State of New Jersey, and in the name of the Board of Trustees, I admit you to the degree of Master of Arts Theological Studies and to all of the privileges and responsibilities pertaining thereto. So use the right to teach that every thought may be taken into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Carl Henrik Hess Bjorkman. Luke Benjamin Donner. Elizabeth May Ferry. Sawyer Cole Lake. Lyon Samantha Nas. Mark Sadrak in absentia, 
Paul A. Savage in absentia, Lawrence Robert Scott. Andre Jordan Wallace in absentia, Kara Naomi Washington. Let us congratulate these graduates. I would like to invite the candidates for Master of Divinity and Master of Arts in Christian Education and Formation to please rise. The degree of Master of Divinity is the basic professional degree for the practice of ministry. It is conferred upon those who have successfully completed studies in scripture, theology, the history of Christianity, and certain of the behavioral sciences. Together with an apprenticeship in ministerial practice, as prescribed, therefore, in this seminary. The Master of Arts in Christian Education and Formation with tracks in teaching, ministry with young people, and spiritual formation and mission is a professional degree for the church educators or those who wish to serve in ministry with young people. It is conferred upon those who have successfully completed the studies in education or youth ministry, and in certain of the theological disciplines as prescribed, therefore, in this seminary. Mr. President, on behalf of the faculty, I present to you these candidates for the degree of Master of Divinity and Master of Arts in Christian Education and Formation, certifying that they possess the requisite academic credentials and have fulfilled all of the requirements for admission thereto. By the authority granted to this School of Theology by the State of New Jersey, and in the name of the Board of Trustees, I admit you to the dual degrees of Master of Divinity and Master of Arts in Christian Education and Formation, and to all of the privileges and responsibilities pertaining thereto. So use this right to teach that every thought may be brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Michael Joseph Cuppet. Ronald E. Dukes. Andrea Marie Johnson. Anthony Bartholomew Lee Jones. Rebecca Lobbs. Jeremy Michael Lamson. Emily S. Przinski. Michaela Ann Silvis. Elizabeth Adrian Steele.
Justin Joseph Warner. Christina Susan Woodrow. Gabrielle Nicole Woods. Will you please join me in congratulating these graduates? I would like to invite the candidates for Master of Divinity to please rise. The degree of Master of Divinity is the basic professional degree for the practice of ministry. It is conferred upon those who have successfully completed studies in scripture, theology, the history of Christianity, and certain of the behavioral sciences together with an apprenticeship in ministerial practice, as prescribed, therefore, in this seminary. Mr. President, on behalf of the faculty, I present to you these candidates for the degree of Master of Divinity, certifying that they possess the requisite academic credentials and have fulfilled all of the requirements for admission thereto. By virtue of the authority granted to this School of Theology by the State of New Jersey, and in the name of the Board of Trustees, I admit you to the degree of Master of Divinity, and to all of the privileges and responsibilities pertaining thereto. So use this right to teach, that every thought may be taken into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Carlos Guadalupe Acosta, Jr. Archange Antoine. Carly Bartow Kettlehut. Esther Sharon Bench Bjorkman. Nicole Busaka. Camaria Milagros Bird. Yujin Chu, Richard John Davis III, Robert Davis Evans in absentia, Brooke Michelle Foster, Connor Richard Gardner, Aaliyah Adele Gaythings, 
Danielle Golson. Ashley Lauren Gonzalez. Brianna Lee Grinert. Preston Reed Grissom in absentia. Christopher Bryant Henderson. Ryan Bridgewater Heron. Lauren R. Hoke in absentia. Soren Johnson. Patrick Robert Kiernan. Austin King in absentia. Zachariah Aaron Nepper. Junja Kwok. Anna L. Langholz. Wing Jin Lee. Wyatt O. Lind. Madeline Lomonaco. Gregory Lewis. Kelsey Rose Lucido. Peter J. Manning. Lauren Rachel March. Samuel E. Marquez Santa. Connor Sweeney McManus. Tyler Scott Rasmussen McQuilkin. Tamisha Mills. Ashley Lynn Malacker. Haley Moe. Taylor Morgan Nekoshea. Ian Jordan Olila. Len Marie Lakita Rose Pascal. 
Leslie Ann Peyawu. Amar D. Peterman. Sean Michael Pomery. Katherine Jenna Rosenson. Lillian E. Shear. Neil Joseph Richard Spadafora. Anna Marie Stamborski. Joe Dalton Tyler. Elliot James Van Hoy. John Richard Walker. Catherine Grace Walker. Justin Dakota Whitaker in absentia. Jamie White. Emily Campbell Wood. Derek Wu. Alicia Yoon. Haylim Yoon. Lena Swarg. The following candidate is expected to receive the Master Divinity program upon completion of field education this summer. Naomi Michelle Wong. And the following student received the Master of Divinity degree in October 2021, Faith Yoon Ha, in absentia. Will you please join me in congratulating the degree? Candidates for the degree of Master of Theology, please rise. 
The degree of Master of Theology represents advanced study in one of the disciplines of religious scholarship beyond the basic professional program. It is conferred upon those who have successfully completed the course of study prescribed, therefore, in this seminary. Mr. President, on behalf of the faculty, I present to you these candidates for the degree of Master of Theology, certifying that they possess the requisite academic and theological credentials and have fulfilled all of the requirements for admission thereto. By virtue of the authority granted to this School of Theology by the State of New Jersey, and in the name of the Board of Trustees, I admit you to the degree of Master of Theology and to all of the privileges and responsibilities pertaining thereto. So use this right to teach that every thought may be taken into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Stephen Arell Clark. Claudio Gergel in absentia. Christoph Rees Grosfeld. Miriam Birgit Hansen. Suze Joe in absentia. Nicole Corinne Carlson Kroschel. Timothy J. Miller in absentia. Joseph Parese in absentia. Macy Elise Mingshuang Sepp. Bo Hua Sun. Please join me in congratulating the graduates. Will the candidates for the degree of Doctor of Philosophy please rise? The degree of Doctor of Philosophy represents theological scholarship and inquiry on the highest academic level, marking its holders as peers with their teachers and qualified to serve on university, college, and seminary faculty. This degree is conferred upon those who have successfully completed the course of study prescribed, therefore, in this seminary. Mr. President, on behalf of the faculty, I present to you these candidates for the degree of Doctor of Philosophy, certifying that they possess the requisite academic and theological credentials and have fulfilled all of the requirements for admission thereto. By virtue of the authority granted to this School of Theology by the State of New Jersey, and in the name of the Board of Trustees, 
I admit you to the degree of Doctor of Philosophy and to all of the privileges and responsibilities pertaining thereto. So use this right to teach that every thought might be brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Reggie Varghese Abraham in absentia. Dissertation, that shape am I, a biographical and phenomenological investigation of William James's case of the French correspondent. Ryan Melvin Armstrong. Dissertation, curiouser and curiouser, the mediation and unmediation of Job's interlocutors. Amidu Elabo. <laughs> Dissertation, Imagining and Inhabiting, Religion and Spatial Transitioning of Joss North, Nigeria. Samantha Gilmore, Dissertation, Vulnerability and the Voice of the Preacher. Kelsey Lambright, Dissertation, Becoming Eli, Practicing Prophetic Listening to Reimagine Models of Ministry. Francisco Javier Pelaez Diaz. Dissertation, Migrants as Crucified People. A concept from Ignacio Ejacuria for a theology of migration.
Kate Obermüller Unruh. Dissertation, Performing Faith, an Incarnational Theology for Confirmation. Chelsea Sinclair Williams. <laughs> Dissertation, A Vision for the Appointed Time, Continuity and Discontinuity in Karl Barth's Understanding of the Kingdom of God and its Hope for the Church. Luke D. Zara. Dissertation. Contemplative Pragmatism. The Virtue of Religion in Richard Hooker's Moral Theology. The following student received the Doctor of Philosophy degree in October 2021. Mark James Dixon. Dissertation, The Moravian Mission to Africans in Purrysburg, South Carolina, 1738 to 1740. Welcome to the Company of Scholars. Beloved, let us pray. O Holy One, we ask now for your spirit to come and stir in our souls. The same spirit that stirred over the face of the deep, the same spirit that set a star in the night sky of Bethlehem, the same spirit that gave life and breath to your church on that first Pentecost. O Holy One, may your spirit now come and stir in our souls as your living word is read and proclaimed today so that when we leave this sacred space and go across the street or across the country or around the globe, we go forth as your people, a people of light and love and healing and hope. O Holy One, 
may your spirit now come and stir in our souls. Amen. first reading of scripture for today will be coming from Exodus 19 verses 1 through 6 and verses 16 through 17. On the third new moon after the Israelites had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that very day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. They journeyed from Rephidim, entered the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain. Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell to the Israelites, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, the whole world, the whole earth is mine. But you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning, as well as a thick cloud on the mountain and a blast of a trumpet so loud that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. They took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Here ends the first reading.
The second reading from the Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 18 to 24 and 28 to 29. You have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that not another word be spoken to them, for they could not endure the order that was given. If even an animal touches the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For indeed, our God is a consuming fire. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. may be seated. Startle us, O God, by your holy word, that we might be transformed by it, closer into the image of the word made flesh, in whose name we pray. Amen. Most commencement speeches began by telling you that the world is plagued with problems that are enslaving the human spirit. But you are among the brightest and best we have seen, the speaker says. You can make a difference. So go out there with these new degrees and use them to help us get to the promised land. That's not my message. I don't need to convince you that our world is addicted to empire building and racism and injustice or that it is in such serious climate trouble 
that our future is in question. I don't need to convince you that our world has become so crazed with guns that we tolerate mass shootings of people of color and of even our children. No, I don't need to convince you that we are in deep trouble. And I sure hope you know that it's going to take a lot more than this new degree to get us to the promised land. The way the Exodus story begins is with God hearing the cries of the people and coming down to set them free. But in the Hebrew mind, for things to get so bad that Almighty God has to come down here was not a comfort. When the e Hebrews left slavery in Egypt, Moses led them directly to Mount Sinai for a terrifying worship service. Exodus 19, verse 6, hear it again. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning, as well as a thick cloud on the mountain and a blast of a trumpet so loud that all of the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. Notice how different this is from most of our contemporary experiences of worship. No one found this service to their liking. Afterwards, no one complained to the pastor, you know, I don't particularly care for trumpets in worship. No, all of the people in the camp trembled at the revelation of holy God in their midst. Now, since the Hebrews had spent 400 years in slavery, we would have thought their first worship service with God would have been more consoling. Since there was a long, long journey to get to the promised land, we would have thought this was a great time for encouragement. You can do it. But no. Their first encounter with the liberator God was filled with terrifying awe. Why? Because the mission of getting to the promised land could not succeed unless the people knew what it meant to fear God. In the words of Philip Brooks, if we do not fear the God above us, we will fear everything around us. And if we do fear the God above us, we will fear nothing around us. That is the grace of worshiping a consuming fire. There are so many reasons to be afraid 
of the long journey ahead of you. The obstacles of inadequate resources and complaint are legion and relentless. They will scorn your dreams. They will give you grave doubts that make you fear there even is a promised land. There will be days when you think that all there is is just wandering through the desert. But you will certainly never make it to the promised land if you are afraid of the obstacles, and you will inevitably be afraid of them if you do not fear the holy God who is calling you on this journey of ministry and scholarship and public service. We are creatures made in the image of God which means that whether we realize it or not, we all yearn to encounter holiness. When we live too long without anything that transcends or inspires or compels us to bend our knees, our souls begin to wither and a passionless fearing of the world is all that is left. But holiness scares us because we are not holy. So we're rather ambivalent about awe. We're drawn to the holy by the insatiable thirst of our souls and yet repelled with fear of being consumed by holy judgment. So it is not surprising that the church's favorite way of handling holiness is by domesticating it into something we can manage. That's why there's so much talk about God's politics or God's principles for successful living or God's plan for the family or God's will about the war. It's always striking how much God's ideology will always look like our own. And maybe that's because it's just ourselves written in capital letters. If your idea of holiness does not include God being a fire, then it is not holiness at all. As you leave here, and the years began to pile up on your journey of serving a liberating God. And what was once reverence and awe has been diluted by your own busyness. Remember what I did, God said to the Hebrews. Remember how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Remember that it was I, the Lord your God, who changed your destiny and set you free. Remember that I am the Lord your God and obey my voice. Obey God's voice? We don't even hear God's voice most of the time because it is drowned out by all of the other voices, 
voices claiming that you're never going to make it to the promised land unless you try harder and achieve more because you're really just on your own. You're not going to get there unless you buy something else that will distract the yearning for awe or unless you choose your side in the competing factions that are tearing apart the republic. But when we take Sabbath rest from all of the voices swirling around us and enter authentic worship, then we remember. We remember that we have not remembered the voice of God. We remember that we have broken through our created limitations. We have created idols of our own making and we have made an unholy mess. We remember we could never climb the mountain to find God. It is too high, and we have fallen too low and did not obey even our own standards. Then, then as we get near the bottom of our confession, we also remember that holiness has climbed down to us once again. Because in Jesus Christ, holy God was dying to forgive our sins. The author of the book of Hebrews is fascinated by how this coming of Jesus Christ has transformed our relationship to holy God. You have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice whose hearers beg that not another word be spoken to them. But you have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. Now listen carefully. Therefore, let us give thanks by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for indeed our God is a consuming fire. What? On this side of the grace of Jesus, are we still talking about God as a consuming fire? Well, maybe you thought the New Testament offered a kinder, gentler God than the Old Testament. No. What has changed between the Old and New Covenant is not God, but you. In Christ, you are forgiven and the holy image of God is restored in you. In Christ, you are free to reveal this holiness with your own mercy. In Christ, you are given communion with God 
who is still a consuming fire. And we still fear this holiness, but this is not the fear of being judged. Now it is the fear of having a God who was literally dying to love us. How do you control a God like that? How do you control a God who will go even to the cross to find us? How do you rein in such passion with your careful plans for your own life? You don't. There is too much wild, holy passion for that. Authentic love is never controlled. It controls us, and that's why we fear it. You have no idea where the love of God will take you, but it will probably lead you to a life you could never have imagined. It may take you to a place you would rather not go. It may take you back to the people from whom you were hoping Jesus was rescuing you. It may put you on a road that is long and hard and often not particularly fulfilling. It will certainly take you to a place that is not just, equitable, or compassionate because those are the places in need of Jesus' redeeming love. Love has its own direction. It's not just a comfort along the way. It is the way, the truth, and the life. And wherever the love of God in Jesus Christ is taking you. That is the promised land. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
may be seated. Paul encourages his young mentee, Timothy. The second chapter, first verse of that first epistle. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Join me in prayers of intercession and thanksgiving. Dear God, this is your day, the day that you have made. And God, we do re rejoice and we are glad in it. Despite the war that rages on in Kyiv, Ukraine, we still, God, rejoice and we are glad in it. Despite the racially motivated killings of citizens in Buffalo, New York, this is your day, God, and we still rejoice, and we are glad in it. Despite the massacre of seven and eight and nine-year-old children in Uvalde, Texas, despite babies that are still being ripped from mother's arms along the Mexican border, despite the fourth wave of COVID that looms large and another variant that might just be around the corner, despite hatred against our Asian American sisters and brothers and all the evil that rears its ugly head. This is still your day, God. And we rejoice and we are still glad in it. We give you thanks for you are good and your mercy does endure forever. And I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every hurting mother, every hurting father, every hurting child that has to live through trauma and tragedy. And I ask God that you would have your way in these places known and unknown. And yet today, God, we sit in this beautiful chapel giving you thanks for your grace and your mercy. We give you thanks because you have been with these students late into the midnight hour and early in the morning. We give you thanks because you heard the prayers of mothers and fathers for their children. You, we give you thanks, God, for you have been with spouses as their spouse studied to help their family and attend to their call. We give you thanks, O oh God, because you've heard children praying for their mothers and their fathers in churches, praying their ministers of word and sacrament through. We give you thanks. And this degree is not just theirs. It is just not ours. It is those who have come before us. And so, God, on this day, we are reminded that this is still the day the Lord has made. And no matter what the enemy might try to do, we won't let the enemy steal our joy. We give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you thanksgiving. 
in the name of the one we call Jesus our Christ. Let everyone who agree signify by saying amen, amen, and amen.
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>